Blog Talk Radio.
Happy, happy Father's Day. Woo, woo, woo. I am so just glad about how God has just been so faithful. Let me tell you, before I turn the program over to Minister Renee for her to pray, I want you to know the Word of God tells us to be also ready. I had two guests, not just one, but two guests set up for us this morning. And the enemy does what he does. And guess what? God always has a ram in the bush. So although I'm not a father, God has already given me the Word that he wants me to share with you all today. So, yes, we've been set up by both of our guests. But guess what? It was their time to be a part of the program. And that is such an honor and such a privilege to be able to speak for the Lord. So let's keep it moving. Minister Sylvia, can you pray for the program? And also pray for our guests that were supposed to be here on this morning because we want God to still bless them. Amen. 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 Father God, we come to you on this morning. Say, forgive us of every sin, God. Sins of omission, sins of commission. God, just sin, any sin and every sin, God. Your word said no sin shall enter in. God, so we're asking you for forgiveness, oh, Lord. We're asking you for today, God. Let it be a day like no other day. Let it be a day that your spirit enters into the souls and the heart of the fathers and into their spirit that those that have not been in place will step in place. Those that have not been in place will get in place. Those that have not been in a place with the mindset that I am a father, that it's not about the number of children, but it's about the quality that you put in and you provide for a child, that you understand that your children are watching, God. We want to ask you, God, to give fathers the mindset to want to be fathers, not stay further apart from their responsibilities or from their seed, God, but to be a father, to step in, step up. Be part of the village. Be the head of the household. Be the head of the village that becomes what that child needs. Let the fathers teach the sons how to be the provider, the protector, the leader. Let the father teach the daughters how to be loved and provided for and protected and taken care of by the man of their lives. Let them teach them, both the sons and the daughters, how to look for quality, God-fearing, God-loving men to be the teacher of what God has put into him, to be the teacher of what God has given him dominion over, to be the teacher that's needed in that time. God, we know that peer pressure is an awesome thing that takes over, but God, let the men, let the fathers, whether it's a stepfather, adopted father, grandfather, godfather, the uncle daddy father, God, let them step up and be who that's needed to be. God, we just ask you to go up to each and every home on today. Not that it's a selfish prayer, but God, it's a prayer because of we're asking you for salvation for the family, God. That the fathers, when they're in place, God, there's a different atmosphere in the house. 
atmosphere of authority, O oh God. We ask you for fathers to step up. The ones that have been down themselves, low in spirit, God, we ask you to just let them shake the dust off, shake the dirt off, shake the shame off. Whether they've been locked up, whether they've been addicted, whether they've been missing in action, God, we ask you to today, God, let this be day one of a new news of the fathers going back home because they are greatly needed. God, teach the mothers how to help the fathers with the children, oh God. God, there's so much we can say, so much we can pray, but we just ask you right now, God, for every man that's associated with Mile 3E, Pastor, Servant Troy Thomas, Prophet Antoine, Reverend Lawrence Seabury, and Minister Elder Brian Montgomery, God, we just ask you to just bless them beyond their imaginations, oh God. Let today be the day of the starting of their new life as they're representing the Father, God, and as they are fathers in their own normal life. We know first it's naturally, then spiritually, God, but we're asking you to bless them and answer their prayers. God, put a new, new down in them that it's all about God, you. Let me decrease that you may increase in our lives, oh God. God, cover Minister Margo, cover Minister Sylvia, cover Elder Tony Howard, and we want you to cover Minister Missionary Tony Montgomery. We're asking you to cover our overseer, Apostle like Dr. Cecilia Kaiser. We're asking you to cover Dr. Serena Wright. God, we're just asking you to just cover Smile please. Let them get the word out today that people will hear what needs to be said that they need to receive on today. God, we just ask you to bless America. In Jesus' name it is so and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you. Uh, Minister Sylvia with that fantastic message. And so many of you know that, uh, that if you are friend with me on Facebook, that um, God had allowed me to put out a clarion call for the men, the men to step up. And I thank God for the honor of doing that. Uh, even three days, um, four days, depending on where you were, when you saw the message. Um before Father's Day, because this is time for us to wake up, not just the women, but the men to wake up. Many of our men are selfish. Many of our men are giving. Many of our men are charitable. Many of our men are confused. They don't even know they're a man. There's so many things that's going on that are attacking the band. And so on today, what we're going to do is instead of um, talking about the negativity they're not doing, like um, I love how the enemy of our soul um, actually tried to throw the message off track when both guests who were banned 
um, basically bowed out for whatever reason. And um, the enemy of our soul would have liked for us to get discouraged because of that. Because what did God say for the clarion call? He says, where are the men? Where some are sleeping. Some have a stomachache. Some have various things going on, um, even some of the things that Minister Sylvia prayed. But guess what? Still not going to make me do what someone had sent me this morning. I just wasn't feeling it. And when I read it, I thought about how back in the day I would have, you know, probably been a part of that. Um, Someone actually sent me a message and said, Happy Father's Day to all the women who had to step up and be fathers. You will never go unnoticed for all of your efforts and sacrifices. You're awesome women. Well, God told me, don't share that with people on your uh, page. Because, you know, I'm not feeling that. I'm not feeling that women are to be told Happy Father's Day. I'm a woman. I don't have the body parts to be a father. I don't have the mindset to be a father. I don't have the privilege and the honor to be a father. So I dare not take credit for being a father. I had a father. And he wasn't perfect, but he was my father. I have a son. Who's a father? I have nephews and great nephews who are fathers. I know men that are fathers. So on today, I want to share something with you. Um, I saw one of our guests was on the line, but um, I guess he hung up. So um, it may be something wrong with his line or whatever. But see, I don't have. What it takes, Claire, is that we are to love our fathers and our mothers every day. So consequently, in America, we set aside a special day. And that special day is to honor our fathers. But isn't it amazing how we should be honoring our fathers every day? Isn't it amazing how we should be recognizing the role we need them to play every day in our lives and in the lives of others? So see, as followers of Christ and our Heavenly Father, we're to be grateful how blessed we are. So it doesn't matter, and this is going to be a hard pill to swallow for Get your water right now. Get your warm water because this pill is going to choke up some of you all. And I'm all right with that because God gave me this message. I'm even grateful for the fathers who are absent. That's right. It doesn't matter whether they're here or not. Why? Because of them, we are. Because of them, we exist. If it was not for our fathers, we would not be here. So whether they're there or not, we would love for all of the fathers to be in their rightful places. But whether they are or not, Minister Sylvia is because of her father. 
Cecilia is because of my father. My nieces and nephews are because of their father. See, that's a hard pill to swallow because many of us want to be beating them and beating them and beating them, but celebrate the fact that you are, you exist, you are here, or you were here, you were in this earth because whether you want to call them a sperm donor or whatever, they're still your father. The dictionary defines and declares a father as a man in relation to his child or children, a male parent, a birth father, a biological father, a begetter, a patriarch, a dad, a daddy, a pop, a poppy, a paw, an old boy, an old man, an adoptive father, a foster father, a stepfather. It is oftentimes based on and resulting in the birth of a child. See, I'm right along with what the word says. See, because if my guests were here this morning, I would ask them one to define a father. I would ask them two, who is and who should be and who is a male role model. I would also ask them as a child, as a father, as a husband, or even a provider, what are some lessons that they've learned that they could share with us? I would even ask them if they were here, how have you learned to balance being the child of a father, being a father, being a husband, or being a provider? I would have also asked, Is fatherhood a 24-7 job? Does it take up 100% of your time? And does it take up 100% of you? Well, because my guests aren't here today and I'm not able to ask them that question, I want the people in the list those questions and just seal on them for a moment. Just think about them. And today's program is for the men. So, no, I'm not asking Minister Sylvia or myself or other people what we think, because today is about the men. Psalms 103 and 13 says, As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Proverbs 22 and 6 This is the message version. Point your kids in the right direction. And when they're old, they won't be lost. Father, point your children, your kids, in the right direction. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. I didn't say women. I didn't say sisters. I didn't say aunties. Uh huh. I didn't say mothers. I said fathers. Point your kids in the right direction, and when they're old, they won't be lost. Mm, that's powerful, right there. That's what the Bible says. Cause see, 
when we need to have directions, yeah, our mothers can tell us. Our, our mothers can um, help out the men. But there are some things we're just not appointed to do that a man, a father, is appointed to do. Because so although Adam showed men and women a lesson, he showed us how looking for your father is something freely that you obey. Hold on, hold on. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to come back to this. If I get an opportunity to share this information, I will. But I'm going to ask our guest on this morning, Minister Kaiser. Minister Kaiser, can you define what a father is to you? Are you able to speak this morning, sir? Oh, I hey, can't hear uh, you. Sorry, um, I was the the kids were um, doing some stuff. <laughs> But that's okay if the kids are in the background making noise and stuff because that's appropriate. This is Father's Day, and we're talking about being a father. Part of being a father is taking care of kids, even when they're making noise. So how do you define a father? And let the kids make noise in the background or whatever. That's fine. That's part of the program. I mean, I would think of a father as someone who... um, is there is present um, and and takes care of their kids and has a relationship with them and just really wants the best. Someone who's a protector, um, someone who uh, prays with their kids and, and, and leads their kids too, as well as um, also making sure that they're the appropriate husband. Um, Amen. To their wife, you know, to kids see that kids see that relationship too when they learn from it. Amen. That's powerful, man of God. Question two for you, sir. As a father, how important is it that you be the male role model to your children, to your wife, and to others? And explain what that looks like, the male role model. I mean, I think um, there's uh, this um, guy on YouTube. I think his name is Jason Will- or Jason uh, Wilson. He um, he's uh, like a karate. He's a black karate instructor, and he teaches a, a lot of young um, black boys how to handle their emotions and how to behave, and you know how it's, it's okay to be vulnerable and. When I think of a role model, I think it's just someone who kind of sets the example of um, to, you know, be that good role model that, that does the right thing even when no one's looking. Even um, when even when the children are upset or crying, you just have to keep your calm, keep your cool, so they can see that that's normal behavior. But mm-hmm. while at the same time being like, hey, it's okay to cry, it's okay to acknowledge your feelings and have frustration, but it's all in how you deal with it. So the father, you're, you know, it's not just always being uh, 
the stoic one that's sometimes being like, yeah, uh, sometimes I'm I'm not always feeling my best and, and having those conversations with your kids and while at the same time making sure that you're leading a, a life that's worth uh, living by. Oh, awesome. Now, we're going to talk about lessons learned. What are some of the lessons that you've learned as far as children that you've learned um, that you didn't know when you wasn't a father? Like, um, instance, the babies cry. They um, don't always uh, agree. Or sometimes they cry because they want something. And sometimes they cry because they have been uh, told no or something. So what are some of the lessons you've learned in being a father, such as patience and things of that sort? Patience, uh, self-control, being slow to anger, uh, just making sure that uh, you're – I'm thinking about hey how the fight is this how how um what will the what will my child learn from it? so also making sure that I'm being a good uh, teacher uh, to them okay what about as a husband because a husband is there and he has to balance being a husband and being a father what are some of those lessons you've learned yeah and and even the husband part of it, making sure that I'm conscious of how I uh, speak to and, and treat my wife because that's something that, uh, you know, my girls and my girls are going to learn from. They're going to see the type of relationship um, their mother and father has. Then they're going to emulate some of those behaviors. So I have to make sure that I'm conscious of uh, doing right by my wife and, and honoring her as well as um, even how we just talk to each other in casual conversations too. That, you know, whatever we do, we do it to honor God. Amen. Now the big question. What about the balance of being a provider, a husband, and a father, especially provider? when it comes to going to work and coming home and that provider role is something. What are some of the lessons you've learned about being a provider, workaholic versus, you know, life? And, you know, providing for for the family has really taught me that, um, to not, you know, take things for granted as well as, you know, just having a desire to make sure that your children could live comfort, comfortably and also realize how blessed you are because there are that we have uh, consistently have things to eat and while at the same time making sure that I'm not working so much that I'm not able to spend uh, no time with them too because, you know, even though it's a good thing to provide children with, with food and shelter, they also need our attention too because that's where that's the main thing that they learn from is the interactions with their parents. 
understand. Now, your last role that we're going to discuss, you have plenty of them, but your last role that we're going to discuss, what about Brandon the chef and the baker? How does that impact what you do as a father and as a husband and as a provider? Um, well, we always have some fun food ideas. Um, both my wife and I love to cook, um, especially for the for the children. And uh, I always try to make well. We both try to make sure that uh, their what they have is is pretty diverse for the most part, um, as far as food. So, like most of the times, uh, my wife is the one cooking them breakfast, but. Um, whenever I cook them dinner, I like to make sure they have, um, uh, you know, just something something different because they're, they're, they're children and just like their daddy, they can be pretty poor sometimes. So, um, now, you know I need for you to talk about French fries and rice. Yeah, they love, just like their dad, they love French fries and rice. And and a whole bunch of other stuff, but, um, but, but it's like also like I feel like both my wife and I play different roles in a sense because my wife is always much more um, adventurous than I am because I'm a pretty picky eater, so she's always giving me um, some more diverse <laughs> stuff. But I, but you know I like to try to um, uh, you know find uh, different things from what I I know that I like it. And try to expand from there because um, they, my children, love cheese, but their daddy does not. So they, they've, um, they've, uh, that's, that's been an adjustment on, on figuring how to, you know, incorporate that into milk. <laughs> wow, I was thinking, what are the foods that your children, or even maybe your wife, maybe not necessarily your wife, but what are those foods that you, as a chef, cook for them? that they dance in their seat. Like you sent us a video of them eating french fries and they were swinging their legs. They were having such a good time. What are some of those foods that you like preparing for them because you like watching how they enjoy it? Um, well, like I said, besides french fries and rice, um, they, they love turkey bacon. Well, they love any type of bacon. That's really... Um, the funny thing about them is they'll get excited over that. Um, I wouldn't, but I wouldn't say they're big meat eaters. They love fruit. They love um, any type of, of fresh fruit. Um, they also love uh, fish sticks, and and every once in a while oh, they'll like wow. they'll uh, love them from hamburger too, and, and as well as chicken nuggets. So okay. So, as you're giving them those balanced diets that you give them, do you allow them to enjoy um, food outside of the home? And if so, what are maybe some of the top ones that they really enjoy, your wife and your children? Um, we don't necessarily go out too much, but they, they do like um, uh, they do like eating, eating out when we do. Most of the time it is like uh, breakfast breakfast food or uh, sometimes it will be tacos but uh, they're you know they, they're adventurous when they want to be let's just say that okay okay um, 
And then my last question before I change over to our my next guest, um, and by the way, this is Minister Brandon Kaiser, and of course he's you know goes by Brandon Kaiser, but I call all men and women of God ministers. And then I'll uh, ask my next guest, uh, Minister um, Stanley, a few questions. So Brandon, is fatherhood a job that's twenty four seven? or less, and does it take up 100% of your time or it take up 100% of you as a whole? Um, I would I would say it's sometimes it's a, I would say sometimes it's a 24-7 job because they're usually pretty good for sleeping throughout the night. And But at the same time, it's like you always, always make sure that I'm checking on them at night to make sure that they're okay, that they're not, like, you know, sleeping with, like, a cover over them. Um, but at the same time, it's like there has to be some balance. Um, it, it can't be 24-7 with the kids because that's a, you know, sometimes my wife and I need to do things together and um, even making sure that, like, like I'm praying as I ought to pray and spending time doing that and taking my family to church that those are things that that also have to be balanced out with too. And even I have to find ways to improve on that. And I said it was my last question, but it isn't. So we know because of your question, I mean my question and your answer, that fatherhood isn't a twenty four seven thing and it's not a hundred percent thing and 100% of all of you, because fatherhood also, in your case, has to be um, shared with being a provider and also being a husband. So what do you do to ensure that as a father, date nights and things like that are still a part of your life so that in your role as father, you're still doing the provider part and you're still doing the husband part. Have you set aside something like that or is that a goal so that your fatherhood can be complete? Definitely a goal um, because, well, that's the good thing about in-laws, um, that they allow us to um, have time to, to just, spend one-on-one with each other and have date nights and go to the movies dinners because that's that's really needed to make that job. It just makes sure that things are healthy between my wife and I um, because like it can be uh, over-consumed with the kids if we're not careful. Hey Amen. Did you want to share anything with us? Like what do you all do like or hobbies or or things that, you know, you may do separately or today to uh, further fulfill the balance of life? Okay. What are the things that you do either together or separately to further fulfill the balance of life? Like some people bowl, some people exercise, some people garden, um, some people do various other things so that they're the they're the they're their complete self. So what are that um you and your wife do as far as that? Um yeah 
for that, um, our thing is like we love going to the city and just spending time together and going to various sites. Um, uh, my wife also loves loves to garden, which is um, one of her hobbies, and she's really good at it too. Um, and every once in a while, like I, I like to play video games, so it's just some of the things we have to do to make sure that we're getting ourselves um, the me time. Me time. My wife loves um, shows about gardening too. Oh wow, that reminds me of the movie. That Kevin Hart did called Me Time. That's um, pretty funny. But that's a whole other message. Um, well, I thank you. Do you have anything else you want to share with us about um, fatherhood and how personal it is to you um, before we go over to our next guest, Minister Stanley? Oh, no. He's just going uh, to just teach you how to. Um, have patience because they're they're a reflection of you when you were a, a little one. So we just have to, as my aunt Renee used to say, um, how can I get mad at mad at him when he, or how can I get mad or as Renee would say with Stanley, um, Junior, how can I get mad at him when he's doing the same thing that I'm doing? And so I have to make sure that I'm um, good productive way while the same way be like, yeah, I I can see why they do that. Amen, because I could definitely see um, your love for fish sticks and your love for french fries and your love for rice and um, things of that sort. And I'm sure um, that your wife can see a lot of the things that she loves and the children as well. So I want to thank you um, for sharing with us on today, and I'm sure our audience that's listening on the World Wide Web and that will listen to this in the archives will be truly blessed on some of the things that you've shared with us for your happy Father's Day. So happy Father's Day, Minister Brandon. Okay, I know we have Minister Stanley, um, as his mother calls him, Cricket, on the line. So... Minister Stanley, how do you define a father? Um, I would say a father is a man who steps up when need be and also even when he doesn't need to. In terms of just being there with his presence, uh, also determine a father as a person who's willing to learn and teach, you know, his child or even his wife you know, any anyone else that needs to be, you know, taught things or whatever. Um, as Brandon also said, it's also a, a person who's there mentally, physically, and emotionally. Um, a provider, you know, a teacher, um, a husband, and above all, also just as a man. Um, but just to summarize it, I, I just... Define it as a person who steps up to take care of his responsibilities and to do what's needed. Amen. So based off of your definition of a father, um, Minister Stanley, how and who needs to be a role model, a male role model at that, for males? 
He said, who needs to be a role model for a male? Yeah, who needs to be a male role model? Because, you know, like women are, we we are teaching them how to be nurturers and, uh, uh, you know, mm-hmm. showing them how to be a lady, but a male role model is it's different. I agree. Um, I would guess that, like, for my uh, situation, um, I was blessed to have my mom, and she also would bring me around intelligent and powerful men who were all my role models. Like, I have a lot of uncles who I looked up to growing up. Um, my prime example would be my uncle Lewis. Um, he's he's a, he's a very intelligent man. He's a jack of all trades. He knows a lot of things. Um, like I say, he's a very intelligent man. He's powerful. He's strong. You know, he he stands on whatever he says and what he's going to do. You know, I admire that, and I've been blessed to be surrounded by a lot of people who also had that type of um, personality and and you know um, mindset. But to answer the question, I think just um, God willing, men really. Um, can't go wrong with that at all. I believe those are perfect role models because they're going to teach you the things to do when you need to do them. They're going to teach you, you know, to come to God, not just when there's a problem, but just also when things are going well. They're also going to teach you how to, you know, take care of yourself, how to groom yourself, clean yourself, you know, talk to people, whether it's men or women, uh, businesses. You know, they're just going to, really teach you what you need to be taught, you know, and look out for you as well. So, you know, people like that is really good, in my opinion. Okay, I remember when Brandon, Minister Brandon, was growing up, he um, had um, soldiers and people that were in the military with me who would be there for him, like Sergeant Robinson and different other Men, but some of them that stand out to me the most were some of the men that showed them how to build fences and things like that at the house of prayer. Mm-hmm. What type of agency or what group of men do you remember from your youth? Um, for me, it would be... Did you have a group called Men Something or... Um, mm-hmm. it, it was, was called, some... so the group was called Y Men. Um, yes, it was thank basically you. like a a program where you know young men would come together, and it was uh, a lot of older guys who were mentored to us, you know, and teach us how to do things like you know uh, present, you know, talk in public, uh, how to write, how to you know they would help us with homework, how to be active, and things like that. Um, it was a really good program uh, because of them. I actually went to Canada for the first time ever in my life, mm-hmm. so that was cool. But overall, a, a program like that or a group like that really did help me a lot. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I met a lot of good people in that program. I also learned how to talk in public. I also learned how to, you know, um, speak my mind more in terms of just like, you know, not being being afraid to ask questions and things like that. So I guess um, that's actually just one group. Another group that I could think of would be um, when I was in high school, our um, 
athlete coach, like, you know, basketball and football coaches, things like that, you know, they taught us discipline, um, even if we didn't play the sport with them specifically. Um, You know, they taught us how to be um, disciplined within ourselves and also in and outside the classroom and also in and out the field. Um, You know, they, they taught us a lot about those virtues on how to be presentable you know, respectful, and and to really just be mindful. Um, so those type of groups are really good, in my opinion. Um, I think mm-hmm. if anybody is looking, you know, for good mentorship, sports is really good. Um, after-school programs are an excellent choice, in my opinion. Um, you know, anything with art is amazing. Church programs as well. You learn a lot of church programs, so. So when it comes to some of the groups that you've been a part of, who taught you the most as a child and what you want to be as a father in the future and what husband you want to be? And lastly, what type of provider you want to be? Um. I would say the high school program that I was a part of, it was called um, C2C, which is Countdown to College. Um, The reason why I chose them is because in that program, you know, they taught us or they prepped us for college as well and helped us throughout our um, high school career. But in terms of who I wanted to be career-wise, the program was actually funded by um, a billionaire couple. And so we had a lot of time in terms of meeting them. And, you know, I knew them first name basis and they knew me. And so any chance I got to, uh, got the opportunity to talk with them, even if it was just, you know, telling jokes or whatever, um, you know, they would tell us stories on how they did things and got to the place they were. And so they were my um, role models in that sense of like, you know, I want to hit this financial milestone in my life one day. And so they were giving me tips and, and um, ideas on how to do that, of course. And then in terms of how, in terms of who I want to be as a provider and as a husband, um, that would be from the program Y Man because I was directed by a guy named Mike. Mike was I, I never never forgot Mike. I haven't seen or talked to him in a very long time. But the reason why I chose him. It's because I remember any time of the day where his wife would call, no matter what we were doing, whether he was teaching class or setting things up, he would always answer the phone. You know, he would always make sure his wife was taken care of. Uh, He didn't have any kids at the time, but, you know, he would always make sure that his wife, you know, didn't need anything, you know, if he could provide it. And I always respected that. I always wanted to, you know, um, hopefully embody that uh, type of mentality one day. And, um, you know, I learned a lot from him in terms of just how to be a man and, you know, how to take care of myself and what's mine. And so in terms of that, um, I got that from him. And then my career future goals, I got that from the couple that was in the, um, the Countdown to College program. Amen. Amen. 
Now in closing, before I turn the program back over to Minister Sylvia so she can do the announcements and everything, I would like to know, is there anything that Minister Brandon or Minister Stanley would like to share with our listening audience um, on just being a father, provider, husband, child, um, any of those things, any departing uh, words of wisdom that you want to share with our listening audience. And um, since we were talking to um, Minister Stanley, I'll start with you. Mm -hmm. Um, So, of course, I'm not a father, but I do have a dad, of course. (laughs) And so um, I guess for me, uh, anything I would say is that – I know what the way things are in this world that, you know, we tend to forget a lot of things, but I think it's very important that we continuously, continuously remind the fathers in our lives of how much we love them. You know, it's a lot, like I said, it's a lot going on right now with jobs, you know, friendships and, and other things in people's lives. But I know a lot of men usually may feel neglected and sometimes only feel special on holidays or, or birthdays. But I think in the every, in our everyday normal lives, we must remind them, you know, give them that reassurance that they, you know, love, you know, we notice them, we care for them, you know, things like that actually does a lot. You know, I'm not saying you have to rent out a restaurant every Friday or anything, but, you know, just spend some time, ask them how their day was going, ask them how they're doing, ask them how can you help, you know, things like that. And um, like I said, just give them that reassurance they need because there's a lot of men out here who's walking around just, you know, wondering what if, you know, people notice them or love them or care about them outside of holidays and birthdays and things like that. So that's what I would say. Wow, that's Great wisdom. Minister Brandon? Um, I mean, the only thing I had to just add is um, just uh, take it one step at a time. <laughs> you know, it just really is. As far as being a father, just be present. Um, and I know there's some people with, with more complicated situations, whether it's divorce or um, who have, I guess, you know, the, the baby mama drama is you know, just take it one step at a time. Try your, try your best and do what you can for Wow. I thank you for that as well. Great wisdom to tell us to take one step at a time and as uh, Minister Stanley said as well, to show them and to tell them that they're appreciated. Um, It's amazing how many men don't hear thank you. They don't take one step at a time. They try to take a whole bunch of steps at one time. Let's let our fathers know on a daily basis how much we appreciate them, how much we love them. And then closing, before I turn it over to Minister Sylvia, I wrote on Facebook something my dad always said. 
and it's an inside joke. He would say, Ara, Ara, Awara, bring me my cup of coffee. And just him saying that, people didn't know. Sometimes his Ara was because he uh, didn't know which name he wanted to call. And sometimes it was just he always said, Ara, Ara. And the things that he would put in that coffee, that's another whole message. Minister Sylvia, I turn the program over to you, and I say thank you to Minister Stanley and Minister um, Brandon. You all have been great guests on today, and I'm sure the fathers and the children and the wives thank you for everything that you've done on today. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, Minister Sylvia, I turn it over to you. I'm so glad that we had a chance to step on the devil's head by Minister Brandon and Minister Stanley um, showing up. I thank God that they took the time to let God touch their hearts to not just speak into the lives of any and everybody that will hear this in the archives of that's here and it's live now that they wanted God to know that he's still the head of his their life. I thank God for these men of God on today. I thank God for everybody that's listening in. I know we're running over a little, but I just want to take this time out to see if there's anyone else on the line that would like to give a comment about their father or being a father, or just about Father's Day? If so, please, the lines are open right now. Please do so. Okay. We're just going to say, God, we just want to thank you for what you're doing on today, God. We want to say thank you for allowing us to have this Father's Day. God, we want to just say thank you because we know that we are able to give you the honor and the glory at this time. So, God, we just want to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For those of you that follow our program, thank you for your support. We are here every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, where our very own Apostle Elijah Dr. Cecilia Kaiser is our speaker. We thank you all for taking the time out to join us on today. We also want to thank everyone that has took time out to be a part of this ministry on Monday nights at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We want to say thank you for coming back on tomorrow night to hear me, Minister Sylvia Kaiser, talk about what God has placed in my heart as a continually to celebrate the fathers. If you come back on Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're going to hear what God has placed in my heart to talk about On Friday, we may still be talking about the fathers, but we want to see what Father God is going to place in my heart to share with everyone. So we want you all to know our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. It's 
seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. We will, we love you all with the love of the Lord, and there's nothing you can do about it. We want to say thank you for listening again. You all go out there and celebrate your dad, the dad that's out there. Receive the celebration. Tell your children you love them. Tell your spouse you love them, even if you haven't done it in a while, or you do it every day, but just to remind them that you love them. And I want to say I love you all for stepping up, stepping out, and steadfast, staying steadfast on this title of father. You are the father. You didn't need Maury to tell you, but God put it in your heart to be the father. I thank God for that. I thank God for you taking the time out with loving your children and believing in yourself and doing the God-given job that he gave you that you do so heartily. I want to say thank you to Stanley Wright Sr. for being a dad that he is. I want to say thank you to Lewis Carter for being the dad that he is. I want to say thank you for Carlton Merritt for being the dad that he is, Carlton Merritt Sr. I want to say thank you for allowing us to say thank you to George Jones for being the dad that he is. I want to say thank you to Taiwan Harris for being the awesome dad that he is, a young man that wants and has been seriously a good dad. I want to say thank you. God asked the prayers for Krishan Kaiser that he may be the dad that he wants to be. God, I want to, don't want to leave anybody out. But, God, I just want to say thank you for putting the dad in our lives. Thank you for letting Pastor Troy Thomas, Prophet Antoine Thomas, uh, man of God, Jamal Dickens Thomas. We want to say thank you for Reverend Lawrence Seabury. God, we want to say thank you for Minister Bobby James Brown. We want to just say thank you, Lord. I don't want to leave anybody out of God. For giving them a heart and the desire to be a dad, want to be a dad and be the father that you call them to be. God, we just want to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We could say it all day long, name each and every one, but everybody that has stepped in the position as a father, we want to say thank you. Happy Father's Day. Amen. Amen. And I just wanted to throw in an extra thank you to Michaela's father, to Michaela's grandfather. Um, Many of us don't have our fathers here still with us and our um, grandfathers. So to Michaela's um, father and her uh, grandfather, thank you, thank you, thank you. And to our, as she said, to our sons and everyone um, that Minister Sylvia has said thank you to. I want to say thank you to them and even the ones that are part of our spiritual and natural DNA that we don't have time to call you all out in Toledo and Cleveland and Mississippi and Chicago. It's so many of you. And to our heavenly Father, thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen. Thank you, Minister Sylvia. And thank you, Minister Brandon and Minister Stanley. You were awesome guests on today. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.